0: Are you showing up as who you imagine or are you showing up as who you are? In this installment of The Grind to Find, I'll discuss how the illusions we create can weaken our strengths and strengthen our weaknesses, especially when we're trying to find clarity and oneness with our work. So get yourself ready to take a journey through this grind right now. <music> Greetings again and welcome to The Grind Defined. Terrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset coach and professional ghostwriter, helping prospective authors take their manuscripts from pause to publish by presenting concepts that empower writers to define their grind. You know, that whole writing process, unapologetically, on their own terms. Topics here help identify internal disconnects, simplify misaligned mindset moments, and capture clarity so that a blueprint can be created that magnifies your greatness and captivates your readers. Oh my, oh my, oh my, today, 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 today today on The Grind to Find, listen, The Rep Must Die. Yep, that's the title of the show. (laughs) And this title, this show came about because, y'all, when I tell you, it's been quite a week. Quite a week. I've gotten so much... To share with you, I don't know how much I'll get around to today, but anyway, this topic came to mind. It's actually been about a month ago, and other things just kept being put in the front of it. You know, I've said before, I'm all about timing, divine timing, that is, and certain things I believe are right for certain moments. And yeah, I have a flow that I like to go along with, but at the end of the day, I like to keep myself open. To moments changing. And so, uh, actually, um, you're going to be hearing this show on a Saturday. For those of you who listen to me regularly, you know that I upload, y'all willing, every Friday. But what happened was, and you know there's a story when you hear what happened, <laughs> what happened was I needed to make some tweaks given some experiences that I had to this show to be able to share what I'm going to share with you tonight. And um, I believe that it's timely. I have quite a few authors who are in the midst of completing some of their works. And in a session that we have, well, I won't call it a a session. I have um, uh, quite a few one-to-ones that I'm working with because they're a part of a project that I'm doing that that I'm gonna make live really soon. But typically before I, make something live i like to have like a small group that i'll work with individually because i want to make sure that whenever i'm sharing something that it aligns with what folks actually need in the moment that is touching on those those fine points those those pain points that need to be addressed so anyway uh we were having one of our um wine time conversation sessions And although this didn't come up specifically, there were so many different aspects of what I'm gonna talk about tonight that did come up. And I believe it impedes not only the creative process, but it impedes our mindset that trickles over into how we process, look at, and experience other things within our life. And, And these other things can have to do with connections with people that we know and love, people that we work with, even how we see ourselves in certain situations. I know you're wondering, what in the world girl, what you talking about? That's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make you privy to what it is that I'm talking about in just a moment. But before I glide right into the topic, I have to begin by saying that Tara Michelle and Billy Rowe Live had our last show of the season uh, last night, which would have been Friday. Friday. The 28th. We had our last show of the season, and I wanted to mention that because that show, where we were talking about um, cultivating connections, that show is very much a lot of some of the things that I'm going to talk about tonight. That show is very much in alignment with some of the content that I'm going to share. So I'm going to make sure that a link to that show is dropped in the description box of tonight's show. If you want to get that link and be able to check that out, which I think that you will after you listen to this, you'll be able to do that at thegrinddefine.com. You'll be able to check out the grind Define, of course, on YouTube and on Facebook, and that link will be there so you can check out that show. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and glide into the topic tonight, which is the rep must die. So a common saying that I think many of us have heard before, plenty, 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 ain't no many of us, all of us, have heard before. Fake it until you make it. We've heard that a gazillion times before. And the title of the show being the rep must die. What I'm talking about is the representative. Now you know, folks hear me say that they're like, duh, duh of course. <laughs> Representatives? Nah, that's 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 not what's hot. That's not what's up. But the thing about it is, oftentimes some of us will have a representative that's showing up for us, but we don't actually know it. And you like Terrell and High in the world? Can you have a representative and you don't know it? Well, I believe that this happens in a couple different ways. Of course, there are those of us who are more comfortable with going along with versions of who other people say we are. I'm pretty sure we've all had those experiences where someone believes what well, you must be like. Have you ever heard that before? I've heard that quite a bit. You seem like the type that like. Well, you must be like, I bet you like. You know, that kind of thing. Because when we're out in this world, people receive us. And a lot of the times people have expectations and judgments. If you look a certain way, And there's a stereotype associated with that look. It could have to do with complexion. It could do with the way you wear your hair. It could do with the way that you're dressed. It could even be with someone meeting you the way you communicate when they first meet you. They could form a judgment or an opinion based on that. And so, because many of us have encountered that type of situation, some people will take on that persona because that's the expectation and others won't. Now somebody, you know, you might be listening, who in the world would do that? Well, a lot of the times that happens when we're younger and we're not quite sure who we are. We're trying to figure it out. You know, then sometimes that could be the case and we're a little bit older and it's because it's more comfortable to go with what people think, as opposed to go with what you know feels right for you. Because Sometimes it's difficult for folks to feel as though they have to explain or present something that might not be an aspect of themselves that might not make others comfortable. When, you know, in my experience with doing some coaching, if you're worried about it not making other people comfortable, it's because you're not comfortable with it either, you know? So the fake it till you make it thing can apply with, uh, can apply in situations where we're showing up and we don't feel as though we have what it takes to be exactly who we've decided we should be in that situation. So we just pretend (laughs) like who we are in that moment is really who we are when actually we're just doing the best that we can do to be in a situation that we want to be in, even though we're uncomfortable with the way we have to navigate it. Getting what we want from the situation in the moment seems more valuable and more important than actually honoring who we are in that moment without pretending to be something that we're not. So that fake it till you make it thing, that that's kind of been, um, that, that's been a thing for a while that quite a few people subscribe to. But I've always said, if you listen to this channel, then you probably heard me say before, don't fake it till you make it, be it and live free in it. And of course that is easier said than done. So tonight with the title, The Rep Must Die, there are three aspects of this that I want to explore. The fake it till you make it versus be it and live free in it is number one. Number two, avoiding discomfort and how when we avoid discomfort, that can be welcoming our own personal rabbit hole that we could spend quite a bit of time roaming around in you know we're down there in that hole when we can actually be up out of the darkness and living in this beautiful world and this life that we are granted and then the the last aspect of this I want to touch on just a tad is embracing awkwardness embracing those awkward aspects of who we are that don't align with what we've seen Now, that one right there, that one right there can be kind of tricky. It can be kind of tricky. I know that one right there was tricky for me, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. So let me back it up. Back it up, back it up, back it up. So I started off talking about the fake it till you make it. And the other side of that for me would be be it and live free in it. So the fake it till you make it mentality is how representatives are born and Many of us, especially in this day and age that we live in, where so much of what we see around us are pictures of perfection, perceived perfection. You know, we're inundated with all of these different videos and still shots of what seems to be from the outside some of the best lives that are being lived all around us. And I'm not saying that everything that we see and we're inundated with is not real. I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that a great majority of what we see is even if aspects of it are real, there are still other sides of that thing that we're not privy to. And so how does this, Terrell and Tell, tie into creating telling our stories, being prospective authors, or some of you are already authors, and writing out what it is that we want to do. Well, for those of you who know me and um, what I do professionally, I choose not to deal with fiction. Nothing wrong with it. It's just not what, it, it just doesn't make me warm and fuzzy on the inside. I like to deal with nonfiction writers, and, and that, is, that is what I do. Y'all know that about me. And so then if you're someone who's writing nonfiction and you're not clear and comfortable with who you are as a creator, some of that experience can bleed over into your writing process. It's a lot of what I see when I'm dealing with new authors who have hit a brick wall and they're having a problem moving forward and not just within the realm of creating when it comes to writing. If you're in a space of creation in any area of your life, I don't care if you're a painter, I don't care if you're someone who works with your hands doing construction, if you're dealing with concrete, if you're anything that you may use a talent to bring forth something that other people can consume, be it uh, visually or however that may be, who we are individually can factor a lot into our creative process and our ability to be able to put forth what we want to put forth with confidence, put forth what we want to put forth with a sense of clarity and conviction in what it is that we're doing. And so that's the reason why this conversation was one that I thought was important because I think that beyond the spaces that we feel as though, well, I'm not prepared for this. So I'm just going to fake it and do the best that I can. This conversation is all about bringing about bringing about an awareness to a mindset that allows any of you who are listening to this, who can resonate with aspects of it. It's allowing you to give yourself permission to feel as though you're unprepared, but by the same token, not feel as though you're unprepared in that moment. You need to fake any aspect of yourself to be able to be a part of whatever endeavor you're trying to be a part of or to complete whatever it is that you're trying to complete. I don't think that faking anything is necessary. How about, here's just another way to think of it, when I talk about be it and live free in it, how about just having a moment where you can own the fact that You don't feel prepared for whatever the task is at hand, or maybe you're not confident in your ability at that moment to be able to execute at the level that you want. But understanding that in that space of weakness, the other side of that is taking exactly where you are and using the challenge to refine where you are. A good example would be, now I mentioned earlier in this about Terrell and Michelle and Billy Rowe Live. We were talking about cultivating connections last night on our show. And there were so many juicy tidbits that came about in that show. One of the things that my Ace Kumbum, my partner on the show, mentioned, he talked about uprooting. Now, we were talking about cultivating connections, which, as you can imagine, there were different ways in which connections that we make with people can be nurtured. And we all talk a lot about nurturing, but rarely do we talk about instances where it's time to uproot some connections. Actually, he brought about an aspect of the conversation that I thought was very interesting. He brought about what if, his question to me, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember it exactly, but his question was, Carolyn, how would you suggest that someone navigate a situation where... They have a connection that they've made, a relationship that they have. And we're not talking about intimate relationships. We're just talking about any type of relationship in your life that's substantial enough where you've invested time, you've invested emotion, you've uh, there's a, a collaboration of, of memories throughout the years. So just a meaningful relationship in your life, whatever that relationship may be. He says, what would you recommend for someone who's in a relationship and they see that they're rooted more deeply in that connection than what the other person is. What advice would I give to that person who is thinking that maybe it's time to uproot that thing? Okay. So my advice in that situation was number one, just because roots are deeper on your side than what they are on the other person's side, that does not necessarily mean that, the relationship with the person needs to be uprooted. I said that where I would begin with that is with something that many of us fear in these situations. And that is a conversation, a moment that would be vulnerable where you let that person know what the relationship means to you, where it is you see that relationship going and how whatever the role they play in it, it's going a bit differently than what you imagine that would be the time to see if that person is on the same page with you and give that person the opportunity to share with you based on what you've shared with them, how they see the relationship and what their standing is. If it ends up that you guys do have the same overall goal or view for where the relationship is going, then that's a space to work from. No uprooting is necessary. However, if it's a situation where You're deeply rooted, and you see the relationship going one way, and the other party, they have some roots in it, but they don't even see it going the same way that you do. Then, and only then, would you think about uprooting for yourself, not necessarily with the other person, but there was a whole lot more said about that. If that's something that sounds interesting to you, then again, you'll be able to check out that show. But why am I sharing that in this portion of the conversation here? I'm sharing that because when we're in situations where we have decided that due to our own judgment about ourselves, that we're not prepared adequately for whatever the endeavor is, so much so that we've decided that we're going to take on the role of pretending to fake it until we make it in that situation. If we're looking at the situation on the other side, which is be it and live free in it, that would mean that a conversation within yourself would have to happen about not the areas where you feel as though you're not capable, but what are the areas within you which are open to different possibilities, right? Exploring some possibilities about what could be in this situation. Because typically when we're faking it until we make it, those are situations that there are different aspects of it that are foreign to us. That's the reason why we don't feel equipped. But just because there are things about it that's foreign, aspects of the, uh, the situation that's foreign to us in that moment, that does not negate our ability to learn. That does not negate our ability to be able to source and to have resources while we're going through the process, that does not mean that we're completely and totally cut out, and the only thing we, we can do, the only option is to go into the situation pretending. The same conversation that we would have if we were interacting with another person that is not as, a, not as vested in an interaction with us that we would want, I think that same conversation is pertinent when we're talking about different aspects of ourself. I think that there's a duality to each one of us that we walk around with every day, right? There's that side of you that wants to be ready and prepared for everything. And then there's the reality. (laughs) There are lots of things throughout our life that we encounter that are new in a lot of ways that we just ain't ready for. Or there could be some things that we've been acquainted with for quite some time, but we have never, uh, but maybe we haven't taken the time to invest in becoming acquainted beyond superficially, to whatever that thing is so there's still aspects of it that are unknown foreign or just flat out scary to us so then there's a conversation that would have to happen internally with the other side of you there's one side that may be ready another side that's not there's one side that feels capable in areas in which you know you're proficient and where you've invested the time to acquire a certain level of skill, which has brought about a certain level of confidence and certainty. And then there's another side that probably hasn't been worked with to acquire the type of skill that you would need for this endeavor. That conversation from within with that opposite side, I feel like it would be a great starting point so that you can show up in that situation exactly where you are And I feel like if we're bringing a representative into a situation, how are we really doing what we need to do to grow the way that we need to grow in that situation? If we're not coming in and embracing the discomfort of feeling less prepared, inadequate, if you will, in that situation, if we're running from that, then how are we really building from that space? and allowing that part of us to mature. So that's one thing with that. So I touched a little bit on um, the avoiding discomfort just in the last part of what I said about that, but let's let's get right into it right there. So avoiding discomfort, as I mentioned, can be welcoming a rabbit hole. I mean, let's face it, anything that doesn't feel good is typically something we're trying to get away from. I listen, I got stories, but I'm not gonna even get into all of that. (laughs) <laughs> that's that is the human condition. You know, we, we would prefer all of us would prefer to be in situations and circumstances that are just warm and fuzzy all the time. But the truth of the matter is, is that's not life. And uh, I think it's more common than not to come across a situation that doesn't feel good and to try to avoid to try to hide from, to try to reshape or shape shift, to walk around, (laughs) you know, to walk up, down, beside. The, the, The goal is not always at the forefront to walk through situations that are uncomfortable. So from a creative standpoint, if there's avoidance that's at the forefront of how we're addressing uncomfortable situations in our life, that same propensity to avoid when we're trying to create can become a part of our creative process, you know, because that avoidance then creates a space of anxiety, can create a space of um, procrastination. It can go into so many different layers. And that's how the rabbit hole begins. That's how we find ourselves continuing to perpetuate situations that are not serving us, that actually start stressing us out and get us further away from what it is that we want to do and, and, uh, and what it is that we want to accomplish, our overall goal, which in the context of this conversation would be completing that manuscript, getting that story out. And so I want to say when it comes to avoiding discomfort, when we're avoiding something that does not feel good, I think that the, the trick that we miss in situations like that is when we're not walking through, we're just making the road to where we want to go that much longer. We cannot—I mean, well, we can put different things in place to keep us away from what not from what does not feel good. A little bit tongue-tied tonight, y'all. Just gotta deal with me. <laughs> we can put different things in place to avoid what does not feel good. But at the end of the day, if you're finding ways to get around what's not making you comfortable, what is the cost or what has the cost been? Because something that does not make us comfortable presents an opportunity to broaden us and to make us stronger, to make us wiser, to hone those skills and to make us more capable to not only tackle whatever it is that's in front of us, but to actually put to bed whatever the discomfort was, you know, that there's an, there's an old saying, and I hope I get this, uh, 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 you can't push a button that doesn't exist. I'm sorry, there are many things that are going to cause discomfort. I'm going to get it out eventually. I had to wait for it though. Many things that are going to cause discomfort, but it is truly up to us whether or not we stay in the discomfort or we make the decision to walk through it because we understand what could be on the other side of it. Now, where we sit on the other side is going to be a space that is elevated above the discomfort that we're in at the moment. The journey through the unknown to a space that would have to be (laughs) better than where you are is worth it. Because if you didn't take that journey, then you already know what the outcome of sitting still is going to be and it's going to be continuing stagnated at exactly where you are in that rabbit hole of repetition and that is feeling discomfort and responding by pulling back as opposed to feeling discomfort seeing it as an opportunity walking through it and then being able to compare what that walk forward brought to you as opposed to standing still or falling backward and then finally embracing the awkward aspects of who we are that don't align with what we've seen now nah, and you listen <laughs> you know I don't care how confident an individual may be that's cool you know you, you, and all of us have our, our strengths and our weaknesses You can have one of the most confident person that you know, but coming across situations that are brand new and not knowing how, who you are in that moment fits into this unexplored territory. That's something that no one living on this planet is exempt from, you know, so there, there are levels to our confidence. We can be completely and totally confident in everything that we've come to learn and that we know and then come to an area that's unknown. And now there may be some nervousness or some doubt. And so it's in those moments that it's human nature to start to look around and see what's going on. See, are there situations that are similar to yours? People that are, that are in those situations and what their experiences are, looking for the known, looking for a likeness in you and something else that you've seen. It's human nature, it's what we all do. The problem with that is it doesn't matter what we see outside of us in other people who are in similar situations or who have walked similar paths, that's their experience, they are not you. And the similarity that you see is just that it's just something that's similar there's never anything that's going to be like you can go through that exact same thing and your experience in it will be completely and totally different because what you're bringing into that similar situation is the uniqueness of you and so being able to embrace aspects of who we are that don't look anything like anything that we've ever seen, I think is each of our secret sauce individually. And especially when you're talking about being in the realm of creating and putting forth your story, putting forth your story as a writer, especially when this is something brand new for you that you're venturing into. I mean, and listen, the the vulnerability, there's a, there's an emotional and spiritual nakedness that comes with putting our stories out there. I remember the first book that I wrote, what uh, the 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 ultimate release. Child, listen. That there was a roller coaster ride. But it's one of the best decisions that I ever made in my life. I've done now that's the only solo project that i've had published and released i have other things that i haven't released yet and i've done some co-authoring on quite a few things most of um my heart right now is with helping other people because of the experience that i've had with writing over the year not just if you listen to the show before um books it's primarily what i do now but i mean from from poetry to short stories all types of things songs music uh, I was uh, actually ghostwriting music before I got into books and things like that. And so doing that work over the years and being able to do that work in different ways, there's always still uh, pieces of that vulnerability that's associated with uh, each new endeavor that can make it, you know, it can it can bring about some nerves. It's actually a beautiful part of the process. It becomes rewarding when you give yourself permission to be okay with the different aspects of you that you've never seen any place else. That's what makes your unique work stand out. The fact that there are remnants of this thing that is unlike anything, and listen, there's nothing new under the sun when you talk about the different types of of work that can be written. There's nothing that someone can write that hasn't been written before, or that hasn't been thought of before, is the way in which you present yours that's groundbreaking and that's new. That's the thing. The project that I'm working on now that you know, I'll talk about from time to time, but of course, when it goes live, the listeners here, you'll be the first to know about it. And of course, if you're on my uh, email list, um, if you've clicked join the list from the grind to you'll know about it. or if you're already signed up at Tarmchelle.com, you'll know about it. When those things drop, that thing is something that I don't know. Maybe somebody else may have thought of their rendition of it before. But so far, <laughs> or the people who've had the opportunity to work with me and even some of the different uh, the bigger entities, publishing companies and things like that, no trademark, nobody's seen it before. You know, it, it's so not the way that I do it, at least I'll say that. So that's my whole point in talking about this area of embracing awkwardness. And, and I say awkwardness because it's awkward to us. It may feel awkward. It may feel, ah, I don't know if this is quite right. <laughs> but again, allowing ourselves to sit in those spaces that are uncomfortable that are awkward, that are questionable, that are not like anything that we've seen, allowing ourselves to sit in those spaces or how those different um, aspects of who we are, we able to refine them and become comfortable with their uniqueness, confident in their uniqueness, and then have an excitement. You know, it's just, there's always gonna be some nerves, but some excitement about sharing this part of us with the world. And so I felt like this conversation was one that's extremely important because I can't stress enough how vital it is to people in this world who have not yet heard what it is that you have to say, how important it is to get that work out. And I would hate for these mindset moments to be that blockade, that's standing between you and a divine service that you could be doing to the world is just so not worth it. What you have inside of you is so much bigger than the muddled emotions that can keep you from putting forth what God put in you. Because that thing that's within you is not just meant to be of service to others. And in being of service to others, it could be a space of um, awakening. It could be a space of newfound comfort because someone will be able to connect to an aspect of you that is like them and give them a different way to view themselves and maybe other people around them. You never know what that thing is going to mean to someone else. So it's not just about them, but in having the experience of something within you, that you had to become comfortable with, that you had to learn how to navigate, that you had to give yourself permission to grow in and to share those growing pains with others, that process gives to you, I think in some instances, even more than what it gives to people who are able to experience what it is that you're doing. Me sharing the things that I've shared, it has brought me in ways that as wordy as I am, I don't know that I have the words to articulate right now. That experience is so good. Ooh, it's just so yummy in so many different ways. That's the reason why I'm so passionate in supporting other people in having that experience as uncomfortable as it can be, as scary as it can be, as off-putting as it can be, as um, the judgment factor. I think that that's something that a a, a lot of people fear they fear judgment not being understood being misunderstood which listen spoiler alert you're gonna be misunderstood (laughs) you you know how people are okay you're gonna be misunderstood but we don't want to spend time worrying about the negative We don't want to spend time feeling as though we need to fake it until we make it. No, all we got to do is be in it and live free in it and learn how to navigate that. We don't need to worry about getting around what makes us uncomfortable and then creating blockades, holes, and walls that keep us trapped and feeling as though we can't get beyond where we are when the only thing that shackled us is us. We don't have time. No, we don't. To be sitting around afraid of things about us that are unlike all that we've seen. If we're supposed to be uniquely made, and I've said this before, if we're supposed to be uniquely made, you shouldn't be running around seeing aspects of you that are out there. The reason why you don't see it is because you ain't put it out there yet. <laughs> That's why you don't see it. The world is waiting for you. Alright. Alright. So much more I could say about this. But that's all I'm going to do for tonight. That is it for content tonight. If you haven't already, you already know what to do. Log on to grinddefine.com and click on feed so you can follow me. But fret not. You don't have to go to the website if you don't want to do that, man. Because I'm everywhere. It's the truth. All you have to do is... Search the Grind to Find podcast on any of the major apps where you already listen to your music and your shows and things like that. Make sure you click that notification bell so that you're updated when I upload. Of course, if you want to explore being on the show here with me, if you're a spoken word artist and you want to send in some poetry, see if we can play that on the show. If you just want to holler at me, terribly, girl, what you up to? Cool. Hit me up, connect at thegrinddefine.com or at thegrinddefine on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. I don't know. Just at (laughs) thegrinddefine. You'll be able to find me in those places uh, so that we can connect. In the meantime and between time, the rep must die. We don't need representatives. We don't need anybody to stand in the place of who we actually are or who we want to be. Well, all we should explore having courage to do is just show up as who you are as weird as that can feel sometime and let y'all fill in the rest no matter what always define your grind and never let the grind define you daryl and michelle here until next time peace and abundant blessings